0: Welcome to the Coach Cameron Soccer Podcast, episode 727 from the WestOttawa.com. The average amount of family will pay per year for just one child to participate in club soccer. might be surprising, but it's just one part of what unprivileged families go through just to have their child participate in new soccer. Costs just continue to rise from an average of $1,472 to $20,000. Just for one year of soccer, creating a pay to play system in the United States that includes financially securing families but leaves out others no matter the talent of the child that is a fact it's affecting all pay to play soccer is going through the roof far as uh, cost it's it's getting annoying and it's in inexpe- inexpens it, it's so expensive that it i it's pricing me out of the game uh, even with my Uh, the club that I'm with, they're going to Argentina. Oh, it's going to be a great experience, blah, 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 whatever, $3,200. It's ridiculous. I'm like, what the freak? And, yeah, we have to do it because everyone else is doing it. Oh, they're going to get a good experience and all these things that matter. Whatever, and we're forced into it, and I just got to bow down. Okay, I got to do it Uh, because all the the other pressures. But it's killing me. And and we can't afford it, so we have to beg, borrow, and steal. And because we come from, uh, we come from a a a family that is very giving and charitable to the point where I feel like we're taking total advantage of the situation because we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous and whatever. And I'm sure you know the, those that listen to this and and get offended or whatever. It's it's BS. Like this is like. Cost so much. And I, I have no choice. Got to do it. You know, have to do it because, you know, others are doing it. So you have to do it. So your kid doesn't feel left out and all that pressure. And I didn't have the courage to just to say, you know what? Screw you. I'm not doing it. And, you know, sorry, Jack, you're, you're going to have to cry at night and all that stuff. And, you know, watch your other friends go. This is This is the problem. You don't have to do this to elevate your game, but welcome into America. Uh, and these clubs feel like they have to do certain things to be able to get future players in. I'm sure everyone has a gimmick. Oh, we're going to go Argentina. Oh, we're PSG. Oh, we're the surf where, you know, they create a name and this is what we are. And w- it, how are you are going to compete with, you know, say the arsenal of Gilbert, they have uh, facilities and all the, you know, they have all these things. So we have to offset that. So we don't lose talent or whatever it may be. We have a problem. I'm just fanning. Live every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time, even though it says 7 p.m. It's 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time. I'll be coming every year here. And, yeah, on to the next article from MLSMulletPlex.com. Uh, the pay-to-play soccer system is crushing dreams in the U.S. U.S. soccer, youth systems the reason for international struggles, U.S. soccer has a problem. The p- pay to play system is limiting access to low income kids a shocker even middle class now restricting the size of the talent pool in this in the country this is a reason for international struggles youth soccer in the united states has a problem an array of systematic issues has created a youth soccer federation that is falling or failing to cultivate quality players that is a fact with so many kids in the country playing soccer around 3 million currently the u.s should be a breeding ground for soccer stars especially considering that the, the country's prominence in other major sports but unfortunately that is not the case and the u.s men's national team is struggling to stay re- relevant in the international soccer so what exactly is the problem for the development of u.s soccer comment do you know where are we struggling? Do do you not see anyone out there? Uh, have you seen inner city talent? I have. When I was running Little Bears uh, before COVID, uh, all these uh, little Hispanic players we had refu- uh, African refugee refugees being dropped off to our Little Bears, and and uh, we provided um, professional training at extremely low cost, uh to be able to give the community something that they did not have. And these kids came in, and I'm like, oh, my word. Five, six, seven-year-olds could do anything with the ball. You you could tell they they love the game, they watch the game, and they can do anything with the ball because it's a culture thing. It's not like, oh, uh, I have an A-license coach. He's going to elevate me to the next level. He's going to give me everything. No, no. Soccer soccer is inherently – Developed within your community, uh, uh, the love for the game, all these other things. If, if you watch videos of Maradona and Pele, you know, even watch the 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 movies on there, the biogra- biographies and all that. How could they do the things that they could do with the ball without a, a licensed coach and all that? It's culture based. It's culture based. Yes, tactics matter and all that, but what really matters is. The culture, do they love the game? Do they watch the game? It's no different in basketball or any of the majors that we deal with here. We have um, inner city talent that gets uh, developed by their organizations to make sure they elevate because of competition, but we don't have that in soccer. Why is that? comment let me know um i have no it so um you're not gonna hear any bells and whistles or anything like that unless i decide to put them in later but i'm not gonna do that reading on the crux of the issues is the affordability of youth youth soccer leagues across the nation u.s soccer pay-to-play model has criticized has been criticized by some for pricing out kids out of soccer it costs around three thousand a year for kids to play competitive soccer With travel, equipment, and other costs, that price can double. Yes, it can. Ours already doubled in one trip. Ridiculous. This restricts access to competitive soccer for kids in low-income households whose parents simply can't afford it. Just 11% of boys and girls registered in clubs are from households that earn less than $25,000 a year. Meanwhile, more than one-third are from households that make more than $100,000 a year. Yep, you have to, or you're not going to be able to go. Argentina, and yet MLS Commissioner Don Garber doesn't see the pay-to-play system as a problem. When responding to Alex Morgan's statement about the detriment of pay-to-play to youth soccer, Garber said that he doesn't agree, and it it is easy to see why he doesn't believe pay-to-play is a problem with $300 million excuse me, 3 million kids registered. U.S. soccer creates a billion-dollar industry for U.S. soccer. Pay-to-play doesn't just affect the kids. However, coaches are also hit with multiple paywalls in order to receive their licensee- licenses. The U.S. soccer coaching program includes a series of licenses at levels which courses all cost money, emulating what what Iceland's soccer feder- federation did paid for hundreds of coaches to get licensed through UEFA. This could improve U.S. soccer immensely. Having more qualified coaches means more quality players. Iceland' miracle run in the European Championships and qualifications for the World Cup did not happen by accident. Just uh, stop there. It, okay. Yes, the the cost of doing education is very expensive uh, in the U.S. and they've they're doing better with providing free, uh, you know, uh, coaching courses and. Whatnot, but they keep adding more and more and more. It, it'll never end. There's so many co- coaching courses. So if it's going to be nickel and dime, so you know they lose less or don't make as much as they typically do in U.S. soccer, uh, they just create hundreds upon hundreds of coaching education just to just take every little thing from you. It, it, it's not coaching education. If coaching education, it, it does not have to be. Oh, you have to do this drill or that or anything like that. It's about trying to get you know, those that um, are coaching to be less abrasive on the sideline. Just let the kids play. What we need is our community come together, grassroots oriented, all, all coaches of all level to compete on the same playing field. Everyone competes, everyone recruits, and then we can find some players because back when I played in the 90s, that's how it was. And you know what? The, it was w- way better than today. All the talent was on like one or two teams, and it was very competitive. Not now. It's spread out everywhere because everyone's trying to put a gimmick on like, oh, we're MLS next. We're amazing. We'll get you. We have a pathway, or we go Argentina or whatever to get that kid, this kid, and it just spreads it up. It's a problem, and, and I'm not saying that what I'm saying, oh, yeah, it needs to be this way or that way. We, we just have a real problem. We don't compete. That's gone. We, we segregate. We're, we we will not uh, compete against other clubs that are, are close by because if they lose to them, it's a problem and they lose relevance and they lose players. So they can't do that. So they create a fake like, oh, we have a pathway. We wear this jersey, play for us, and then we won't play those scumbags because they're not of our level. They can't play in the acronym that we have. You feel me? You know, it, it, it's all it, we're, they compete over dollar. That's it. Dollar. No, we don't compete to compete. We need one state champion, one regional champion, one national champion. That's it. Glory to them. Make it about one championship. Make it seem meaningful. And today's like oh, state champion. We we don't do state. We're we're above that. Whatever. It's a problem. Um, continuing on, youth basketball systems also provides a perfect blueprint in U.S. soccer to follow. An intricate network of scouts that simply still occupy high school gyms and neighborhood courts al- allows for any talented kids to be spotted. This expansion scouting network allows low income kids to play on cheaper teams without having to risk their basketball futures. That is true. Um, you know, the, uh, I coach at millennium high school and you know, the basketball is all year round there. Volleyball is all year around there. It, they have um, opportunity for those kids to baseball. I mean, all the, they, they there's club in those, areas as well but you can be developed in your high school um but yeah but basketball is now becoming more club pay to play they're following they're following the soccer blueprint why money facts absolute facts that's exactly what they're doing now compare that to youth soccer college and academy scouts usually only attend high profile tournaments meaning kids have to pay more to have any chance of being spotted Thus, missing many of the gifted athletes who are capable of much more, but simply are not allowed to prove themselves because they cannot afford to play. And so now, ID, or ID camps that you go to at colleges and stuff—they're now segregating kids. They'll put all the academy kids from the, you know, the special academies, on one side, and everyone else on the other. And they're not looking; they're only looking at the academy kids. So you must pay for it. Of course, they're going to do that. They're they're all they're all connected. They're all their friends. So yeah, it is a problem. Pricing low income kids out of playing soccer removes an important demographic from the talent pool. Lowering prices or subsidizing registration for kids and coaches who can't afford it would be smart step forward in expanding new soccer and improving the quality of all leagues. However, money talks and it seems increasingly unlikely the pay to play model will, will change. Until it does, the United States will continue to struggle. To produce international stars, that that's that's absolutely the truth, and you know, going uh, going into the whole like okay, scholarships and all that stuff, clubs do that. They're going to say that oh, we offer scholarships. You know, we we do that. I'm not a fan of that either. I don't think that's a solve. Pay to play is not going away, so we have to circumvent it with a a different uh, thought process. And here's my thought on it: if if you took just some major cities like Phoenix, Arizona, one of the largest cities in the world, we could create an academy through U.S. soccer with money they have and have had in the past. And I'll show you a video in a second uh, describing that. Um, but we'd, we spread the wealth into back to the pay to play versus going to the, if you go into one inner city market like L.A., uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Dallas, New York, if you go into a major market, and create a true academy for inner city, you would change the whole scope of American soccer. It would be the blueprint of how to do things, and that we could do something special because we neglect that community big time. And it needs to be free, and it needs to be uh, given right to them and get it organized in such a way that they compete, but we got to be able to compete. So uh, this video, I'm going to show you. So uh, I titled this video Money Well Spent. Uh, let's take a listen full times for
1: US soccer a reported windfall of uh, north of 100 million dollars mm-hmm. Taylor uh, announced recently uh, the question is what should US soccer do with this money it, it was an interesting discussion when that report came out because a lot of people are commenting on the report of saying they're going to build a national training center the likes of that we've seen at st. George Park in England and France yeah and whatnot and Adrian I, I just I think that's the last thing they should do mm. when you really look at this country This pay-to-play system is the first thing I would look at. Now, I'm not saying you use all $100 million on it, but at some point, the sport in the United States has to stop becoming an elite sport. It has to become a grassroots sport. It has to become an inner-city sport. And so when I look at that, I would look at pay-to-play, one, and two, the coaching education. It's got to become more accessible to more people too often i hear complaints from youth coaches saying it's surplus of five six seven eight ten thousand dollars to go through the u.s soccer coaching circle so when i really look at it i'd address the pay-to-play system whatever that may be and ultimately lower the coaching education that will lead to
0: yeah and that's where we're at Every, everything's all money and i get it i get it everyone's like you you got to get money Especially with the economy the way it is now. you got to get every little nickel you can get before everything explodes. Um, I get it. We're all trying to survive. and But as that's happening, as everyone's trying to rape everyone over every little nickel they can get from you, from, you know, like you have to be coached by this coach, you have to play in this club, you have to wear this jersey, you have to go Argentina and all this BS. Um, yeah, they're going to they're gonna take your money. But... If U.S. Soccer could have pulled that money and just just do one city, do inner city development, create a real academy for for inner cities, just do it and and see what you can do. It has to be community based. You you have to be a, you know very intelligent how you're going to do things, um, but they're not thinking out of the box. But uh, I think there's some people within my community are thinking about doing something special inner city too. Show U.S. soccer how to get it done. And it might be done. I'm excited to see if that can come about. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But once someone does, it will cause ripples through U.S. soccer and give them the blueprint of how to, one, identify talent, and, two, um, really showcase them to the next level throughout the world. It can be done. It will be done. But um, this is going to be a short podcast. Because I have a lot going on this President's Day weekend. I hope you guys got something from this podcast. Please like, subscribe to my podcast. Share this episode if you have the courage to do so. And uh, I'll be back next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time. We'll see you then. Peace.